One game in the books for week six, breaking down what we saw with the Chiefs and Broncos on Thursday Night Football and making the picks for the rest of the week six schedule. Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up, and of course, you can find us everywhere you listen to your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So uh, the tank is on. Matt, with maybe those, uh, with those Denver Broncos and uh, kind of an ugly Thursday nighter. Uh, the Chiefs get by. They covered the number as well. 19 to eight. So ugly score, ugly game. Broncos tried to make it a game late, but this one felt like, look, we're the Chiefs. We're the better team. Short week. We're just going to kind of roll, roll out of bed, get this done and have a mini buy going into week seven. Yeah, I took notice of that. uh nine-point win, not an eight-point win, and I was quite happy about it, to be honest with you, as uh, Al Michaels, I think, mentioned at the end of the game. Um, yeah, he yeah. might have had money on that one. Depending uh, yeah. on what number you got, some people might have been like, oh, we needed, you know, we needed one another, more. Another yeah. Yeah. There. But, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that last field goal take away from this game, it, it didn't really, you know, the, the Chiefs weren't threatened, I don't think, and no. they have their own problems, too, but the Broncos, by the way, have you seen Matt, the and I, I say the tank is on because I think it's getting pretty obvious, and I think it'll be even more obvious as the trade deadline gets closer. We talked a little bit about yesterday with a, with a couple of bad teams in the league that might be selling some pieces, and you know Sean Payton trying to bring in his own guys. But uh, making its rounds last night and this morning around the internet uh, was an old clip from November. I don't know if you've seen it, and it was when Sean Payton, before he took the Broncos' job, uh, so you know, a little less than a year ago, was on with Colin Cowherd, and Colin Cowherd asked him about. Uh, Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback. Mm. And uh, he said he's generational and the type of player that you might want to tank for so much so that the NFL might have to change the rules after teams start tanking <laughs> Caleb Williams. So, oh, it just I mean, so I happens. Think, yeah, as it, as it turns out, he's doing it himself. And I think, you know, he's been the type of coach in the past to kind of butt heads with the league in a, in a way and, and not, you know, skirt the rules in some ways. Um, they, I think it's pretty, oh, he's cool been suspended and yeah. Counties and yeah. yeah, I mean, no doubt. So I did just want to double check because before this game, the bears had the first two picks in the draft. The first one belonged to Carolina, the second one themselves. And then Denver losing last night, they moved up to two. They were three. Now they're picking second. I guess if the Bears lose, then they go back to three because I mean mm-hmm. they have one more game to fiddle with. Tiebreaker so being tiebreaker tiebreaker being strength of schedule, correct? I don't know. I mean, so early, I'm not going to even get into that. I just went to tankathon.com <laughs> I, and there it was. I think it is. So it hurts the it hurts the teams that play a tougher schedule 
not only do you lose more mm-hmm. games, but it also is the tiebreaker for if you have the same record. And, you know, we'll have some more wins from some of these teams. And But uh, if there is a tiebreaker at the top, strength of schedule, I believe, is that number one tiebreaker. So, okay. So I thought this going into the game, and I think we'll we'll see if it plays out. But I figured they're going to lose to the Chiefs probably worse than this, to be honest with you. And then the fire sale will be on. If you want Justin Simmons, give him a call. If you want Garrett Bowles, give him a call. And even before the game, they reworked Frank Clark's contract and released him today. They released Randy Gregory. I mean, both those guys have off-the-field stuff from way back when, but you're not trying to win by just releasing them. And so that now, as people know, the Broncos sit at 1-5. and five. They may end up 1-16, and 16, and that's going to be hard to keep them out of the Caleb Williams, you know, landing spot well, i mean these other teams are gonna win games yeah and uh, and we'll, well we'll see with the carolina panthers because they haven't yet and uh, right. it's not looking great for them either but yeah you 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 gotta believe just the the oblong ball bounce is funny and you know different mm-hmm. teams at different times and, and these these teams are going to win you know you're not going to have five teams that only have one win by the end of the season exactly right and a couple of the you know a couple of them just because they play each other like the vikings and the bears this week part of our six pack yesterday oh, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. i picked the bears i think you picked the vikings in that one correct yes yes so um but the 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 broncos are in a prime spot and and i think it's pretty clear at this point and it will be after the deadline even more so and uh, by the way uh gregory was going to be released but he ended up getting traded for a sixth, seventh round swap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same uh, which, difference, but you, yeah. Would be a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, the, so they they swapped sixth and seventh rounders. That that might be five picks apart, right? Because if the, <laughs> yeah. the they're getting in the seventh round for the Broncos, might be the first pick of the seventh round if the 49ers win the Super Bowl or or in might the be one pick apart playoffs. They're at the very end of the sixth round anyway, so it's basically free. Exactly. Well, back to the game real quick, because I do think there's a chance Denver doesn't win another game. Um, Their their defense hung around. I mean, let's give them a little bit of credit. I mean, this has been the worst defense in the league. And if you hold the Chiefs to 19 points, any which way you do it, fine. I thought Russell Wilson was the worst he's been all year. They didn't stick with the run game. But I want to focus on the Chiefs, like you mentioned. Like, short week at home, it's a business trip. You know, check the time card. You got the win. Get out of the mill. You know, all good. But I'm still worried about their pass catchers not named Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey was unbelievable in the first half and uncoverable. But you can see Mahomes now. He's throwing a couple more picks than we're used to. And once in a while, you'll see him bark at a receiver. You wonder who's running the right routes and who aren't. And um, just to hang with the big boys, they may need to call somebody at the trade deadline, too. I mean, what if they could land Mike Evans or somebody, you know? Yeah, uh, aim high. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I threw Terry McLaurin's name out there. I don't know if he would be available. Yeah, Deshaun Dotson now, and and that's a player that he's got a contract, but it's not a. It, it, he signed his contract before some of the big contracts really started mm-hmm. jumping even more at wide receiver, and you know you're not on the hook for the signing bonus anymore. So that might be a way for them to take on some salary, but not have to pay that top of the market wide receiver salary in someone like mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Evans I think they're pretty cash strapped. So, yeah. Right, because they can't really go spend in free agency for, for a top guy. And, you know, these top receivers rarely hit free agency anyway at this point. Um, what about what if what if it's just a little bit more minor, but a veteran player like Sutton or Judy staying in Kansas City, basically, and and and, and getting flipped to the Kansas City Chiefs? I think anybody like that yeah. would, would help the Chiefs right now. 
They would. I'm like, I don't think they would move him, even though as bad as they are, but an Adam Thielen type would be useful. You know, there's someone that knows where he's at to move the chains and don't screw up the, uh, you know, and don't screw up the the routes and whatnot. You know, they're just and, so young. I almost, I would say maybe send some of the other receivers out too, because I feel like they have a lot of the same stuff and it's like, okay, uh, Rasheed Rice is not really seeing the field that much, but like on a yards per route run basis, he's kind of been one of the best wide receivers for the Chiefs. So, mm-hmm. you know, develop him and just kind of clear out some of the space in front of him on the depth chart, add a veteran in the short term. That, that might be the, the way to go for the Chiefs right now because like, it's it's kind of convoluted and it's like you need to redundant. at at who's getting targets in that offense outside of Kelsey. Maybe Carolina would give you Thielen for Sky Moore or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple moves to be had. You you, mm-hmm. add, you you trade away Sky Moore to someone that's in development mode. You add a veteran, and then that gives you an opportunity to kind of have a one, two, three, and then develop Rasheed Rice and, and get him uh, a little more action later in the season as well. Let's move on. But the the rumor of McCall McCall Hardman going back to Kansas City doesn't move the needle for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they kind of already went down that road. I feel like it's right. more the same. They're like, yeah, we kind of, he's not really going to make a difference for us. So we're going to let him go. And, um, and he's on a one-year deal. I, 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 yeah. But it, it didn't move the needle when he was there before. So I, right, I don't right. want to do that. That's not going to cut it. Okay. Uh, next, we've got to make picks for the rest of week six. Looks like uh, the the Browns are going to be without Deshaun Watson trying to take on the 5-0 49ers. And we've got Josh McDaniels heading back to face Bill Belichick. All that and more coming up on the rest of this episode of Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. Because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind. So you know that you're not just hoping to have access to medication in an emergency, whether uh, there's another pandemic or there is um, an issue of you being stranded somewhere. Maybe you are with the family on a vacation, no cell service, and an emergency happens. Well, what do you do in that case? You have the Jace case on hand. And Jace Medical makes it simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. And our listeners get a $20 off a Jace case at Jace Medical by using our code locked on at checkout. So go to jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com for $20 off code locked on at jacemedical.com. Here we go. Let's make some picks for week number six. And uh, if you missed our episode yesterday where we did our six-pack of games, we had our uh, game of the week, Seahawks, Bengals. I took the Bengals. Matt, you took the Seahawks, correct? With the points, yes. I think that's going to be a really close game and a very good game. Yes. And uh, I had the Ravens. You had the Titans in the morning game in London. Mm -hmm. I have the Bears. You had the Vikings. So we disagreed quite a bit. I think both of us, though, took the Dolphins and the Jaguars uh, in the final. Correct. Yes. 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 So that's the short version. We have to listen to all our reasoning and our picks there for, for week six and our six pack. But moving on to the rest of the games here in week number six, how about 
the San Francisco 49ers on the road at the Cleveland Browns. The 2-2 two and two Browns, well-rested, coming off a bye week. The 5-0 49ers coming in and going to be facing P.J. Walker, it looks like, and not yep. officially Deshaun Watson is out here, and um, even the bye week didn't get him right enough, and they're not going with the rookie DTR who was forced into action basically Sunday morning a couple weeks ago and was kind of unprepared and looked unprepared in, in the way the, the Browns played in that game. Uh, and this is a tough challenge and this line has changed from I think five and a half to now the 49ers favored by 10 after the news of Deshaun Watson officially out Sunday so I am in the camp that this Browns defense is top two or three in the league I I think it's a yeah elite maybe that's a strong word a great defense that's very hard to deal with Miles Garrett in particular of course I also think their defensive coordinator with two weeks to prepare could give Shanny early troubles. We'll say early troubles. I mean, I could see that side of the ball being a draw for the first half or so. You know, maybe they get 10 points and they're a handful of three and outs more than we're used to from San Francisco in Cleveland with a fresh team. I just think the other side of the ball is going to be a utter blowout in the Niners' favor. And by the second half, San Francisco's winning by 20. Honestly, from from a betting standpoint and, and making a pick on this game, I would have rather had the five and a half and Deshaun Watson play and then take the mm, nine. I see what you're saying, yeah. I don't yeah, like yeah, it yeah. going up to 10 because I don't know if it makes that big of a difference. Um, and you make a good point about Jim Schwartz. How about this one? Kyle Shanahan is only one and eight facing Jim Schwartz defense. I heard that, yeah. And this is going beyond, this is well before he was even the head coach of the 49ers, going back to the Falcons and in previous um, you know, offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator matchups. And going back to the 2016 season, it's a good nugget here. Um, when Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator of the Falcons, and you know, they they were playing, they were lighting up the scoreboard that year. Their their offense averaged 33.9 points through the first nine games of the season. Week 10, they faced the Eagles, whose defense coordinator was Jim Schwartz. And Philly held Atlanta only 15 points in that game. It was the only time they were below 23 all season. So there's something to it. And not only that, Kyle Shanahan brought in Jim Schwartz, old defensive line coach, Chris Kosarek, to run that wide nine front because it worked so well against his team. He wanted that on his defense, and they've been running that the entire time uh, since 2017. The, the, the back end has been slightly different than what Jim Schwartz runs, but kind of every team now runs a little cover three, a little cover two, a little cover four. And so the the, the coverage stuff is is has become very similar around the league for both Schwartz and uh, the 49ers, but it is an interesting one. And the, the mm-hmm. there's a correlation with Jim Schwartz and, and Kyle Shanahan. So for me with potential rain in the forecast as well, could be a little bit of an uglier affair. And so I don't like the 10 number. I would rather it just be Deshaun Watson and take five and a half for the 49ers. Um, you can't not pick the 49ers in this one, right? I, I don't love the 10 number. I understand. I think that's well said. And Deshaun at least gives them a fighting chance. And there's, that's a weird situation, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned the weather because, coincidentally, we were talking off the air. You know, is it cold there yet in Pittsburgh, Matt? And I, I and I said this weekend's supposed to get nasty. And I think Cleveland, some of these Cincy, some of this area of the country, weather might be an issue for some of these games. It is October. It is yeah. autumn, and the, the the leaves are turning a little bit, Matt. Oh, and they're falling, brother. Yeah, we're going to start to see it. Um, uh, that said. I'm still going to give up the 10 points because I think the 49ers is just that much better. Me too. Me too. And, and you know what? Jim Schwartz hasn't seen Brock Purdy yet, Matt. Ah, good point. Good point. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a whale of an offense. Uh, how about the New Orleans Saints 
who did a number on the the uh, the New England Patriots last week. They are at now the Houston Texans, the three and two Saints at the two and three Texans. New Orleans on the road, favored by one and a half. So I'm very impressed with the Texans organization, the young quarterback, first year head coach, et cetera, et cetera. They're playing more rookies than any team in the league right now. But I think the Saints defense is a problem. They're so big. They're so physical that I could see Stroud having his his palms in the air once in a while, picking himself off the dirt more than usual. And I don't know the cars had to play. He's really had to do nothing the last two weeks since his injury. You know, the, the Patriots were terrible. He dumped it to Kamara a hundred times a game before that. But you would hope he drives the ball down the field a little bit more in this one, get a lave back. So I'll take the Saints and I'll give you one and a half. Uh, I'm, I've been rolling with the Texans recently. I love what I'm seeing mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I've, I wish I was getting more points with the home dog, you know, like a field goal. So uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the Saints here. I don't think it's enough points. But if that if that did creep toward three points, I think I'd go with the home dog Texans because I do like the the direction things are going. But, um, you know, that Saints defense might be, you know, C.J. Stroud might throw an interception at some point in his career. Maybe this is the Someday, yeah. New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders, and it is Bill Belichick traveling to see some old friends. Uh, Not only do we have his former offensive coordinator and Josh McDaniels, the head coach now of the Raiders, but uh, the guy we talked about yesterday, Jacoby Myers, who would look really nice in a New England Patriots uniform right about now. Uh, What do you think about this game? Raiders and Patriots, the Las Vegas Raiders at home, favored by two and a half. I forget who I was listening to, but they threw it out there. Maybe next year these two head coaches get reunited and McDaniels is Belichick's offensive coordinator for the commanders. Oh, like, wow. okay, cool. I was waiting for the end of that to see what team you said. <laughs> was uh, like Vince Lombardi going to the commanders to end his career. You know, How about, like, how about the Chargers? Yeah. I mean, some. I, I like the commanders one, not that the Chargers be bad, but that's like – now we're a respectable organization with a new owner. Get this thing back on the tracks. It's been so crazy before. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, like sort of a, a statement hire of yeah, yeah. for Washington. I could see that. I, I don't know. I don't know if Bill's going anywhere. I think it would have to sure, be on his sure. terms, and who knows, it might be even retirement more so than than a new team. But, you know, some of these – I mean, Bill Belichick's a lifer. He's gonna feels like he's going to die on a sideline, right? Like, is, is he the type that would just walk away from coaching in the NFL? Probably, probably not, but I don't know the man, so – so this Raiders game, two and a half. the Raiders have an explosive offense that the Patriots don't even have a semblance of. They're the slowest offense in the league. I think they're flat out the worst offense in the league. Part of me wants to take the Pats, though, because you know they've been reading all these headlines, you know, 30th in the power ranks. And coaches coach against coaches. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think McDaniels is going to out Fox Belichick when the Raiders have the ball. <laughs> Belichick you know? might have seen McDaniel's scheme before and, and might know how uh, he would yes. go about defeating it. I just don't know where the points come from with New England, you know, and I don't like the Raiders D. I guess I'm just going to take the points here. I mean, the, the coaching thing is enough for me to say Belichick keeps this thing close and they score on a fake punt or something. Jacoby Myers revenge game. Garoppolo loves looking his <laughs> way. I think uh, Max Crosby is going to be in Mac Jones' lap, yeah. and we might see a, a third straight benching of Mac Jones. He's been two games in a row, right? That we've seen Bailey Zappi. So yeah. more Zappi, a lot of Crosby, 
I, I think it's Raiders by a field goal. So I'm going to give up those two and a half points and take Las Vegas. I wonder how many Pats fans will travel to Vegas. I always think about that with the Vegas games. It's such a great destination. Quite Pat fans might be like, no, thanks. Well, <laughs> well this year, <laughs> yeah. normally years, probably a lot, but I still yes. think you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of Pat fans in this. Still be a fun weekend in Vegas. You could boo your team, you know? And, and at this point, if the Patriots don't bounce, because the Raiders aren't a great football team either. If the no. Patriots don't bounce back and can't move the ball on offense, uh, it's, it's time to put the Patriots to bed this year. Yeah, I mean, it's red flag, you know, sirens galore if they don't move the ball in this game. All right, coming up, we got Cardinals, Rams, Jets, Eagles, uh, Lions, Bucks, and a couple of prime timers. One looks like it's a blowout, but the Monday nighter, I think, could be a lot of fun. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by Prize Picks, the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy football this season and it could not be easier win up to 25 times your money this football season playing prize picks daily fantasy all you do you select two or more players you pick more or less than their projected stats and place that entry and turn ten dollars potentially into 250 dollars in a special offer for our listeners as well and how about this one with prize picks reboot policy your entry stays in play even if one of your players gets injured for nfl and college top 25 matchups If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's finish up the rest of this week's six schedule, Matt. We've got the Arizona Cardinals, the chippy Arizona Cardinals at the even chippier Los Angeles Rams. And this every Rams game is kind of fun now. I, I thought this team was going to be a lot worse. And I thought both these teams actually were going to be a lot worse. I mean, there's only three wins between them, one and four at two and three Rams. But um, the Rams offense is at least fun because Matthew Stafford's a good NFL quarterback and he's got multiple weapons now. Tutu Atwell actually even came became a thing and he's number three behind Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup instantly out of gate just getting target after target after target last week in his first action back. So that's fun, but uh, un, uh, aside from 99, they don't have a lot on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, a lot of overs, I think, in the Rams games this year not a lot of firepower by the arizona cardinals can take they take advantage the uh, odds makers think not at home the los angeles rams matt are favored by seven doesn't feel like both these teams are kind of playing with house money you know like you knew it was a total rebuild for the rams you know they have two or three good players and everybody else you never heard of and everyone at arizona is a lock to get the first overall pick and they've been noticeably better than that both these teams i also fear they may have played their best football, you know, because I think some of that preseason analysis will start to rear its head with both these teams when depth gets tested and guys start to fall. And you mentioned that Rams D like, what if they lose a linebacker in a corner, you know, like, uh, and LA is fun as they are. And I think you nailed that they're, they're passing game Stafford McVay is a wizard, but they've lost three out of four. And the game they won was an overtime. Like I feel like these teams have both peaked. But I'm going to lay the points. I think Stafford just blows this team apart in this game. You know, Cup and Nakua have huge games. You you know, the Rams, and last week it was probably because of their opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Rams have been competitive in a lot of first halves and kind of petered out in the second halves of the game. Uh, Just like Arizona. 
it's kind of the talent gap, right? You're like, yeah. okay, you're chippy, you're better, you're you're well coached, you come out, you're playing tough, but you just don't have the talent to hang through mm-hmm. through four quarters. So that's why I think this game's gonna be closer. And you know, I, I think the the Cardinals, the brand of football they play, could keep this one a little bit closer. Uh, and so I'm gonna give up the points and take the Cardinals here, just because I don't think the Rams should be favored by a touchdown or more over really anyone right now. I hear that. It seems like a big number to me too. I, I just think the Stafford could have a big game. Um, Michael Lombardi calls those, is it a 60 minute team? Nah, it's like a 45, 50 minute team. And I yeah. think both these teams are that, you know what I mean? Maybe a 33 minute team. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The Philadelphia Eagles five and zero. they're on the road at the two and three New York Jets. Philly favored by seven. The Jets D could keep this thing close. I just think they're going to be in the field forever. And we've seen Philadelphia just suffocate teams with their run game. And now A.J. Brown's catching fire and Goddard's involved. And what might worry me most is the Jets lost Elijah Vera Tucker, who's their best offensive lineman and probably really high on the list of guys they couldn't afford to lose, especially against this front with Jalen Carter, et cetera. I know he's questionable. I think the Eagles win this thing by 14. I'm going to go home dog, Matt. I'm going to go New York Jets and, and take the touchdown. And I, I do think very likely the, the Philadelphia Eagles win this game, but at least Zach Wilson has kept his head above water. And the Jets do have a legit defense. So that's why I think it could be more of a low-scoring affair and, you know, Eagles by three points, six points, and maybe a, a couple plays here and there from that that Jets offense. You know, big run by Brees Hall, a big catch and run by Brees Hall. Uh, they've been so close. Can can Wilson connect with, or can uh, yeah, can can Zach connect with Garrett? Right, because uh, uh, th- there's big plays to be had there for the New mm-hmm. York Jets offense. They hit one, keep it close. Eagles still win by three. That's where I'm going with this one. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three and one are hosting the four and one Detroit Lions. A sneaky good game here in the afternoon window. Uh, the the road Lions favored by three. Home dog coming off a bye against road golf is really attractive. I just think the Lions are much more than a three point better team than Tampa. Yeah, I mean I know you adjust for home field and things I just mentioned. But I think on a neutral site, they're a seven-point favorite in this game or a nine-point favorite in this game. With all respect to Tampa, they've had a good year. Yeah, the Lions have had a great year. I'm taking Detroit. I'm uh, we're disagreeing a lot this week. I like it. I like it. I like home dog again here for all all the things you said, and I do think the Lions are a better football team. But uh, I just like the I like the vibe right now in Tampa. Fresh team had a couple weeks to prepare. And uh, we'll see if Jared Goff can go into a hostile environment and and torch that Buccaneers defense. I, I like the I like the Buccaneers to stay close in this one. I think it can be a closer game, and so I'll take the home dog points. Okay. Uh there, there, the next one. <laughs> there's not enough points, right? That's, what, that's about to ask you. What's enough points? With Daniel Jones isn't playing, and Thomas isn't playing at left tackle. I bet Barkley doesn't play again. Looking at speaking of tank jobs, it'd probably be smart if the Giants uh, were in that time. They, they've been playing bad. Like even the Dayball part of the equation, is, I felt like has been a little bit off this year for the Giants. So nothing good for the Giants. They're on the road at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills three and two right now, um, looking for a big bounce back game. It's it's over two touchdowns now. The line is fourteen and a half, and I think it's grown since I, I we peaked at it yesterday. By the way, all the Last lines I saw was fifteen and a half. 
Oh, 15. Yeah. Uh, all the yeah. lines, by the way, provided by our friends at uh, FanDuel. So clearly, even with the big line, the money's still coming in on the bills. And I mean, probably 17, it would have to, you know, yeah, what's multiple, like three scores worth is what it would have to scare me off. And um, so I'm definitely taking the Buffalo Bills. The number's not going to be big enough. And you mentioned Daniel Jones. I think I have a list, the full list of what we're looking at here with the Giants, uh, if I can pull it up. But um, it's bad. yeah, yeah Andrew, you, go ahead. Yeah. So Andrew we got Thomas. Andrew Thomas. We've got they keep doing the same thing every week with Saquon Barkley. Uh, I mean, a month ago, right. they're like, oh, he might play. Like, you know, he's not going to play. Uh, so we'll see if he actually plays this week. He could be back. But that's been the you know, that's been what they've said every single week so far of the season for the New York Giants. That Barkley's been out. Um, but we've got Andrew Thomas. We've got Daniel Jones with a neck injury. Darren Waller. John Michael Schmitz, the center. Uh, Wandale Robinson, pass rusher Aziz Ojolari. We've got a uh, backup tackle that's been, you know, in duty because of injuries. Matt Pert, uh, they were all out of practice this week. Some of those guys still might have an opportunity to play the Sunday nighter, uh, and but limited for, for Saquon as well. So, yeah, it's a lot of bad. Brutal. I mean, Bills have their share of injuries, but I don't think it matters. I, I don't know how many points you could give me. Who's going to take advantage of the absence of Matt Milano on that Bears offense right now? Giants offense. But yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. No, I know. What are they going to do? I mean, there's going to be a million sacks as usual, you know, and I'm going to write an article during this game Sunday night, you know. I hate the line in this one because I wanted the bounce back Cowboys, but they're actually favored on the road on Monday night by two points over the home Los Angeles Chargers that are coming off a bye. This isn't exactly Josh McDaniels, Belichick, but there is a coach I know you coach situation here with Kellen Moore, obviously. Boy, these are maybe the two least trustworthy teams in the <laughs> in the NFL that are talented. You know what I mean? Uh, you know it's going to be a weird one. Over-under is the biggest of the week at 51. Despite the, the Cowboys having a pretty good defense, I mean, we, we saw what the 49ers did last week putting up 42 on them, but – that hasn't been the story for against other teams this year for the Cowboys defense. I think that I think that's too evenly matched. I'm getting points with the home team Chargers, and I know the Cowboys travel well. And yeah. you know, it's not always going to be the biggest home field advantage there in Los Angeles in, in a game like this. But I'm t- I have to take the points and take the Chargers. I was going to say the exact same thing. It's like, okay, they're coming off a bye, they're at home, and yeah, there'll be a bunch of the Cowboys fans in the stands. But you're giving me points. I. Th- think i would just take whoever gets points i mean if this was dallas plus one i'd take dallas you know and i do think there's a pride factor here and, and it is a big bounce back week for the cowboys who lost big in prime time have another prime time opportunity are probably a little bit angry uh but i wish that on the road they weren't favored yeah yeah i'm with you it's gonna be a fun week six a whole bunch of really good games we're gonna learn some more about some of these teams and Maybe uh maybe see if any more teams are going to join the tanking ranks along with the the Denver Broncos. By the way, I just want to say real quick, uh, eighty five million dollars would be the cap hit next year if the Broncos cut Russell Wilson. Oh, I heard. How about that? And then in the next year, twenty twenty five, it's still a fifty million dollar cap hit. Wow. So. Uh-huh. Basically, 2026 is the first time you can really get out of it, which is like, I don't even know. You have to eat a lot of money at some point, especially if you end up drafting a quarterback high, and the Broncos are probably going to do that this year. Now, to say, if you end up with Caleb Williams, you're going to take him. 
you know, I would imagine you would take, you know, any of the top guys in the top three at quarterback. Drake and May. Uh, Drake May, uh, I would think you take. I haven't gotten a lot into the the draft mode stuff, but, you mm-hmm. know, guys like Dane Brugler, he's like, look, I, I, everyone's talking about Caleb Williams, but Drake May would be the number one pick pretty easily in most drafts if Caleb mm-hmm. Williams was not in it, you know. So very likely it's going to go one-two quarterback, quarterback, because someone's going to make it worth your while to move up into one of those spots for a quarterback, even if you don't want to take quarterback if you get one of those picks. And what I was going to say next is then do you have to, like, give your second round pick to Washington to take Wilson. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it could be one of those situations. Like, yeah, I, I, anybody <laughs> at some point that wants to take on his salary and allow you to move on in a, in a trade sort of a situation. What was the, we'll give you, we'll give you Russell Wilson and Pat Sertain for your seventh round pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Oh, Bill Belichick and Russell Wilson. Could Bill Belichick fix Russell Wilson in Washington next year? How about that angle? I don't know. That man. Comes I mean, true. <laughs> we went, we're doing a lot of pronostic- prognostication here for next year's coaching draft. <laughs> it's uh, October 13th, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Have fun with week six. Of course, Matt and I will be back Monday breaking it all down right here. Peacock and Williamson.